Hockey fans, and how are you doing today? It's Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. We're here with you on this Monday, February 26th, to talk a little bit of hockey, as we do. Uh, this is Season 6, Episode 18, an episode that we're going to call The Savard, as in Serge Savard. A uh, long-time Montreal Canadian. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a seven-time Stanley Cup winner in his playing days, and then he added a couple as a GM. We'll get into all that. It's co-host Tom here with you, and I've got, as always, uh, with me co-host Jared. Uh, Jared, how are things looking today? On pretty your damn, pretty damn the- good. Pretty <laughs> damn good, Tommy. Uh, you know what? It was a beautiful weekend. Yeah. Nice weather. Hard to beat. Hard to beat. Yeah. Got out there, played some hockey. Went and saw some soccer. Did all the things. Yeah. It was uh, it was a full weekend. Yeah. But uh, but I'm pretty happy about it. So nice. you know. Yeah, I like those kinds of weekends. And yeah, honestly, the weather around these parts lately has been pretty good. Um, pretty good. Pretty unseasonable, I would say. Uh, no. <laughs> but, no, it's. You know. uh, but you know what? Um, the the weatherman says there might be some of the white stuff coming this yeah, week. Yeah, there is. Yeah, one one last gasp of a winter. blast of winter coming our way here this week. But uh, you know, spring can't be too far around the corner. I don't think. No. So we'll no. see. We'll but, see. Uh, listen, we got to talk some Serge Savard because yeah. we've got quite an episode for you here today, folks. We're we're we got some rinkside banter. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. We went down mm-hmm. to the rink on. Uh, thursday night and recorded some stuff for you we got Mm -hmm. some uh you know pre-game warm-up interviews all that kind of stuff um and we've also got a really hot topic in winnipeg to get to as well you know old gary batman was in town hey jared and uh well you know he had a message is for and him and mark chipman kind of they had their uh you know call to arms or whatever you want to call it and we'll get into that sure but first we we got to talk Serge Savard because he was number 18 for most of his career I'm not going to say all of it because he did for a season where number five with Winnipeg mm-hmm. you might even forget that he played for Winnipeg well he did uh yeah. and he wore in his rookie year he wore number 24 Correct. other than that he He's wore 18, number 18 all yeah, for, the way yeah and so he he is a, a a long time Montreal Canadiens Canadian. They've they've got number eighteen Savard hanging from the rafters mm-hmm. uh, in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, and and as I mentioned off the top, he he won uh, he won seven. He sorry he he played on eight Stanley Cup teams. Correct. And he won two. As a general manager, eighty-six Montreal and, 93. and ninety-three Montreal, yeah, Canada's so the, last cup, yeah, and and so like Serge Savard, he, like he's he's a real beauty. Uh, mm. We only talk about real beauties on here. I think yes, I say yeah, that I mean, every I week, just... but uh, so he uh, played a thousand and forty games. Uh, you know, uh, stats on the page. Uh, don't really stick out 106 goals 333 assists yeah, you, they're uh, not like yeah. Kale McCarr type numbers no or whatever. Five, 592 pims however uh like hockey news listed him in 1998 as number 81 on the 100 greatest hockey players of all time mm-hmm. um 
He played for Team Canada in the Summit Series. And he was so, a big boy and a well, big presence on that blue line. Big presence like, in that blue line. Um, he did not play at the Forum in the opening game, was in the starting lineup for games two and three, suffered a hair. Summit Series. Yes, suffered yeah. a hairline fracture in his leg where he sat out games four and five and then came back in games six, seven, and eight. He probably uh, told the coach, it's just a, it's just a, how you say, a, a, a fracture. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, he was, yeah. And and so I like this uh, stat in the 72 Summit Series. Team Canada was 4-0 and 1 when yeah. Savard was in the starting lineup. So, For all four I wins, mean, right? you know. Yeah. Uh, he was the second last player of the original six era. Yeah. To play, and we did. We talked about the last player recently, Wayne Cashman. Wayne Cashman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Serge was the second last, only because it was the same season. But the Bruins went deeper than the Jets in the playoffs, the uh, which was the style at the time. <laughs> um, and this was this is my favorite Serge Savard fact: the Savardian Spinorama. Yeah. Named after Serge Savard, not after Denny Savard. Which who, I who, swear to God, I thought I, my yeah, entire childhood that I that know. was the debt because like Denny Savard pulled us, yeah, four times a game. Yeah, childhood illusions shattered, yeah. Tommy. Uh, but, so you know, I uh, I'm of an age, and and I think you are too, where where Serge was retired from playing by the time yes. we were oh, kind of yeah. watching hockey. Like we were, oh, yeah. like he retired in 81 or something, which is honestly the year I was born. So yeah, um, I saw I him, I saw him play in 82 against okay. Boston Bruins, him and Wayne Cashman. So there you go. Um, and but, you remember it like it was yesterday. Oh, or? oh yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like front, front of the lobe Crystal here, clear. man. Um, so uh, Danny Gallivan, legendary uh, broadcaster, uh, coined the Savardian Spinorama uh, because it was his signature move, a quick pivot uh, that he sort of did to evade his opponents. However, Serge did say that uh, it was basically him mimicking Doug Harvey. Uh, uh, and, another half uh, legend. Yeah, yeah. So uh, his and- nickname nickname was the Senator. For yeah, some here's reason. a fun fact about him. He so after you know retirement, and whatever he has uh, invested in a a resort in Cuba called El Senador, yeah, which is named after his nickname. Um, I like this. I like so. In in sixty eight sixty nine, yeah, he won the Conn Smythe Trophy for the Stanley Cup, winning Montreal Canadiens. He was just a young pup at that time. Like he wouldn't have been, you know. He was only a couple years into his NHL career. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in those playoffs that year, he had in 14 games, Ooh. he had 10 points, 24 PIMS. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, again, not like eye popping stats, but you just like, you know, like he just must have been so con- dominant on the ice, you know, yeah. like. Um, well, I think, I think, you know what? Like, obviously, I only saw him in his, in his last year when he was. Mm-hmm when he was kind of uh probably pretty pretty long in the tooth but yeah. he he strikes me as like the sort of guy who was a real like steady Eddie on the blue mm-hmm. line stay at home mm-hmm. guy who was not flashy but when he needed Just to made be the flashy right play all the he time. made made the right player right so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah. so his, his career high let's run down the numbers real quick yeah in his 17-year NHL career, regular season games, 1,040 games played, 106 goals, 439 total points. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a career plus 462. Uh, he was 590 pims. His career high points season, 74-75. Yep. Played 80 games. He scored 20 goals, 40 assists for 60 points. That 20 goals blows all of his other goal totals out of the water. Yep. In 69-70, he had 12. But other than that, he was, you know, eight goals, seven goals, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So he's the – I don't know what was going on that that year for him that he, he scored, you know, 20 goals, but 
uh, everything he was throwing at the net was going in, I suppose. But um, yeah, however, never won a uh, Norris and never won a Norris, never finished higher than like fourth or fifth. That and... pesky uh, Bobby Orr, I guess, was taking all the Norris trophies. This is correct. And uh, that year, uh, the the Philadelphia Flyers won their second consecutive cup. Mm. And so uh, the Canadians uh, did not uh, did not win the cup that year. Uh, in fact, they lost to the Buffalo Sabres. Hmm. which you know probably, probably didn't happen happen a lot uh back in back in that era well uh, those that those 70s canadians teams were i think safe to say some of the best teams that have ever iconic been assembled. iconic yeah. right yeah. so we're we're running low on time we gotta we gotta move along quickly here this yep. week because we've got this rinkside segment which um, and it's just gold just oh, it's all pure gold. gold. Yeah. 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 So we, we got to get to cut that. any of that business. Yeah. So that's your Serge Savard facts for talking hockey, the hockey talking show this week. Number 18 certified beauty. Um, Excuse me. We're going to throw to a song right now. It's uh, Elliot Brood. Yep. They've got uh, another new album. They just released an album called town. They're releasing, I guess, you know, kind of part two of this called country. And mm-hmm. so the new song um, off of this is called Wind and Snow, which, again, uh, if you were listening uh, five, ten minutes ago, uh, apparently we're, it's we're coming. We're going to get some wind and snow this week. So here it is on Talking Hockey. Some Elliot Brood for you. Talking hockey, the hockey talking show here at the last game of the regular season between Lays Mitamalad and the Spirit Parts. It's a battle for first place. I got Mitamalad uh, defenseman with me, Chung Tran. How you doing tonight? How you feeling tonight? Not too bad. A little nervous. Uh, playing with a heavy heart. Just found out one of my friend's parents uh, passed away. So, gonna be playing for Liz. All right. Well, this one goes out to Liz then. And uh, so, I guess focusing. On the game, uh, is there anything that you guys have done tonight differently to prepare for this, seeing as it is such a important game? Yeah, I mean, we uh, got our backup goalie in tonight, so, you know, we got to support the puck and, uh, you know, play a little bit more defensively for him. He doesn't really play back there too often, so got to have him out back there. Just giving the start, the starting goaltender, Max, a rest, I suppose. Yeah, he's on holiday somewhere anyway, so... <laughs> Well, it's it's leading league leading scorer Dustin Carson there. We'll talk to him in a little bit, but uh, yeah. So Chung, what's the what's the plan to shut down the spare parts big guns? Uh, just uh, you know, be right on them, I guess. Sticks out, and uh, you know, keep them in front of us. Keep them on the outside. Yeah. All right. Well, get out there, warm yourself up, buddy. Have a good game. All right, we're here with the spare. 
Spare parts starting goaltender Fletch Noonan. Fletch, it's the last game of the regular season. It's a battle for first place. Uh, how have the spare parts prepared for this? We, uh, we've prepared by uh, having a couple of late cancellations tonight. So we're down to, I think we're six forward 3D. So we're a little bit short bench. Talk in the room was uh, that it's a big game, but uh, we might be uh, sucking some win. So with a win, you guys would, would clinch first. Uh, a loss would mean that you're facing the Winter Club Seals. Does it matter to the spare parts where you finish? I don't think it does. They're all fun games. A lot of, a lot of good competition. Uh, you got to get out there and warmed up. The ref just tooted his whistle, so I'm going to not going to hold you back any longer. Have a good game. Great. See you later. All right, well, it's talking Hockey, the Hockey talking Show, down at the rink. Here we're rinkside at the Dominion Security Center, the Winnipeg Winter Club. Co-host Tom here with you. I got co-host Jared. Jared, uh, we're uh, taking in the final game of the season for the Mitte Malad and the spare parts as they battle for first place. What do you think of the game so far? The second period has just started. Well, uh, pretty evenly matched. Uh, as you would expect from uh, these two teams, separated yeah, we, we, by uh, one point in the standings. One point in the standings. The Matamalag are, are up on the... Um, at the it, time of this recording, At Thursday the time night. of this recording, before the end of this game, yeah. Matamalad, uh, you know, they've got 32 points. Spare parts have 31. So a victory would put the spare parts in first. Uh, and uh, A victory they, by the spare parts would put them in first. And... Uh, Obviously, if they lose, they would finish second. Yeah, and so we would gotta, uh, would have to play us in the first round. That's right. Uh, probably pretty good motivation to try and win. And currently, they are winning this game two-one. Yeah, as the second period has just started. We, this game features the uh, two of the league's leading scorers in uh, number eighty-one for spare parts, Dustin Carson. And number double zeros for Lady Mitam Malad, uh, Roger Duran. I don't think either is on the board yet tonight. Uh, Roger might have gotten an assist on uh, the Mitan's goal. I didn't quite see, but I, I think it was unassisted, to be honest, but I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, so when you're, when you're watching these two teams, you know, you, we've played against them all season. Yep. What do you see, though, like as they face off here against each other? Well, like I said, very evenly matched. They both play kind of a similar style. Uh, they play fast, a uh, lot, of, lot of puck movement. Um, I think that the sort of the, the hallmark, which we haven't seen yet from the spare parts, is they like to send a guy kind of deep. The stretch pass. There was one the earlier pass. in the first period, and goal... The rare goalie. There it is right there. The stretch pass <laughs> right there as we speak of it. They tried to send Dustin Carson as he came off the bench right in the neutral zone with a long pass, but didn't quite connect. Uh, but, yeah, in the first period there was one. Uh, Eaton Harris uh, got the stretch pass, tried to make a move around uh, defenseman Chung Tran, and goal backup goaltender Ryan Fennessy uh, went for the poke check, ended up tripping him. And picked took the up, rare picked up a penalty. penalty. Oh. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, you're right. Uh, the spare parts love stretching it out, eh? And yeah. if, if you can stop that, then you have at least a chance of beating Well, and I, I think, like, this year, just speaking from our perspective, uh, Winter Club Seals, we played, uh, what, six games against these guys, and we won a couple. And, uh, yeah, like I think the games that we've had success against them, we contain them, right? Yeah. And the games that they've beat us, uh, we did not. No. So, so. Um, a big save by Fennessy right there is he stretched across the crease to stop a backdoor chance. Um, another big save right there. Spare parts, lots of pressure so far. I would say they're out shooting. Definitely. The mitts at this point of the game. Definitely. Um, uh, they they seem to have controlled the play a little bit in the offensive end. A little bit more so far. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Uh, they're, they're playing a little bit short benched. And uh, 
Yeah, both both teams uh, have uh, some uh, some subs subs playing tonight. So, yeah. um, but as we as we kind of reach the end of the regular season of the Garage League of Hockey, um, you know, what are some of your sort of main takeaways on the season as a whole? Well, again, oh. We got a player down here. It looks like the penalty be a coming here. Penalty there coming up against uh, the spare parts. Pretty good, pretty good chances there for Le Mitem Alad as Sheldon Bernie was stopped on the near side by Fletch Noonan, the goaltender, and then the bit of a. Bit of I a didn't quite see what happened with the penalty, but it looks bit of, like bit of a scrum. What was the call? Kelsey ended Trip? up on his back. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see what happened. Yeah. But, that, uh, I saw Kelsey on his back. I didn't see the. Yeah. What put him there? Yeah. Friend of the show, Wes Gerbrandt. Looks like he's going to be spending a little bit of time in yeah. the box over there. Uh, it's not his first trip to the penalty <laughs> definitely, box. Definitely, definitely not. Uh, reflections on the season again. You know what? Uh, all. Four teams, I think, were fairly evenly matched, and yeah. I think that you know, for the most part, this year, uh, uh, the mitts and the spare parts have been up at the top of the standings, kind of jockeying for first, yeah, sort of going back it's and true. forth, and uh, you know, I think what's what's a testament to the league, though, is that every team has notched a win against every other team this year. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, I think you were saying as well, too, like if you're looking at the individual stats, we have one player from each team making up the top four. So Yeah, as, as of recording this right now, yeah. I mean, it depends what might happen in this game because spare parts do have a couple guys. Oh, a very a close chance there. Uh, they've got a couple guys just outside that top four. Yep. But um, the top four has is represented by one player from each team. Yep. So, oh, let's just give you the listeners a, a bit of a rundown on that then. Um, just for example, so the leading scorer in the league right now, Dustin Carson of the spare parts, he's got 29 points. He's kind of been at the top of the table. He, all season long. Yeah, yeah. He, de- he leads in goals as well. He's got 19 of them. Uh, Roger Durand of the Mitam Malad is second in league scoring with 26 points. Um, and then you've got a, a member of the Busta Twines, John Lambert, a.k.a. Lambo. He's got 21 points. And then uh, Winter Club Seal, Dan Barone, he's got 20 points. And that's your sort of top four uh, scorers of the league as of recording right now. Um, so it's kind of neat that you have, you know, somebody from each team representing. Yeah. It does speak to the oh. parody in a way. Oh, looks like the Mitts picked up a penalty here. Yeah. Co-host Randy looks like he's going to the box. I kind of had, I keep having my eye on the wrong uh, thing here. <laughs> I missed that. I just saw number 44 uh, McKean kind of down in the corner. Yeah. So this has been a penalty filled affair which for the Garage League not super common but you got the final game of the regular season for these two teams battling for first place and as you said for the right not to play us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I put that line of questioning to our pregame interviews with Chung and Fletch. I said, you know, with it being the <laughs> game, the battle for first place, like how are you approaching it? Yeah. Um, so, with intensity, I believe, is the... Uh, nice save by Fantasy there. The answer we've been seeing. So, the spare parts, they, oh. they're moving it around on the power play pretty good. Shot block right there by Kevin Duell. Webmaster Kevin Duell uh, designed the Garage League website and then stepped away from it and said, it's yours. You guys do it. Um, Fantasy. Oh, can't quite get the clear Eaton there, Harris though. With a couple of chances. Oh. Oh, my gosh. And Eaton Harris, Harris just, just misses the net there. Just misses on the back door. All sorts of activity in the mitts end here. There is. Furious scramble for the puck, and the spare parts have been... 
Moving it around. Fennessy oh, covers Fennessey. it up. He had it in his lays gear. out. Yeah, he had in it in his neck. gear somewhere there. That was one of those ones where you feel it and you don't know where it is, so you just don't move. Yeah. Um, Lest you expose expose yeah. a puck in the net. So in the first period, they traded goals. Um, the first one was one that maybe Fantasy might want back, and then uh, Kelsey Braun tied it up by got it, getting his own rebound, and then with 59 seconds left in the first period, a tip shot from the point. Uh, I don't know who got it, but it was on the power power play, uh, the penalty that Fennessy took right, there. So uh, McKean shot it from the point, and somebody and tipped it, it in front. It, it might have taken two tips. I don't know. It, it it definitely wasn't a clean in shot, but um, it's it seems like it's going to be that kind of game where um, you know it's going to take either a pretty. Little uh, bit of a greasy one, a, or a pretty uh, good individual effort, or some more greasy oh, ones. There's that stretch pass yeah. again. Pat Klassen of the Mitam Malad, um, as you mentioned, co-host Jared. There, bit of a real '80s play, <laughs> hockey player vibe on him. With he's got a little bit of a mullet dangling out of the back of his helmet. He's little, got a little Kentucky waterfall going he, on there. Yeah, and he's got a, a bit of, of a blonde duster. Heck uh, of a mustache. Heck of a mustache. He's a very, very, very good player. Um, very fast. Very smooth. Yeah, super skilled. Uh, I don't know who he reminds me of. I'm trying to, like, if you if you had to pick, like, you know, a player from the 80s. Oh, and Fletch. Just mishandles that bouncing puck in. Chuck Tran, Chung Tran, looking for it. He goes digging. Didn't find anything. Here's a fun fact. I don't know if it's a fun fact, but Chung is wearing a cage tonight. I uh, yeah, that's new to me. So, a couple weeks ago, uh, the last doubleheader night, uh, he oh, that's right. had to leave the late game and uh, did not return. Did took it. Uh, reports say he took a maybe a shell, shoulder or maybe an elbow in the mouth and had to go to the hospital. It was cut for stitches and uh, well, came back to... came back sporting sport in the cage last week uh, okay. for our game. So okay, well, good good to see he's out there and uh, he's all right. That was a nice yep. little passing play between Bernie and Kelsey Braun, resulting in a save by Fletch. And again, the Fantasy spare parts play trying that stretch pass, but didn't Here's connect. Chung winding it up here. Oh, goes back to the point. What are some other storylines from the uh, season that you can think of? Like, oh, I'll give you, I'll give you one storyline from from our perspective, from the Winter Club Seals perspective, is that we had a bit of a four-game slide there. Yeah, uh, we, we towards went, the end of the season, but we've we've see, corrected that with two wins in a row now. We went one for four or one for five in January, or one and five, four in January. We had the January blues, as um, as a lot of people do. Yeah, you know. We, and on the flip side of that, the spare parts had something like an uh, I want to say like six game win streak or something at one yeah. point of the season. It might have even been eight. I could be wrong, but it was it was an extended winning streak. Definitely. But then now they've lost, you know, a couple a, in a row. Couple in a row. So um, those are a couple just small storylines, I suppose. If you yeah, I think it. one of them, uh, one of the the sort of the storylines is I was looking this weekend. I was doing some work on our our uh, stats spreadsheet. Is the number of subs. That have gotten in, but yeah. also the number of goaltenders that have played for the uh, Busta Twines. Yeah, they're they're sort of uh, regular starting. Oh, beautiful oh, pass! Breakaway getting. Oh my! Booked, oh my! In. Is he gonna call it here? Is he gonna call? Penalty shot. I. It's got to be right. I mean, yep. that was. There it is. Pat Rep Brady goes to the calls. I thought he put that in. So, so did I. For the listeners, just to describe what I was seeing, because I didn't do a good job of that. I was just kind of going, oh, oh. Classen <laughs> um, <clears throat> took a bit of a took a stretch pass. Uh, audio only. Uh, we're getting calls for replays here, but unfortunately we can't hit rewind in real I time Klassen on the, put that in. the audio. 
I thought that went in. Yeah, I thought he tucked it, but I guess not. So he got popped on a breakaway and got uh, majorly hooked. hooked. Yeah, from about the blue line in. Bra- oh! Stopped. Tries to go five hole. It wasn't there. Fletch Noonan. He must have saw something. Shut the but door. It it, uh, the Fletch closed the gap in the five hole the last second and had the paddle down and uh, no goal. So it remains 2-1. Uh, I'll tell you, there's been a lot of excitement. Penalties. Penalty I mean, shot. That, oh, you you right don't off, see hooks right. like that too often, I'll tell you. That <laughs> no, was, that was no. like a, He picked him up at this uh, red uh, line. The, at the line there. The ringette line at the top of the circles and kind of coasted in with him. Yeah. yeah, had the stick right hooked under his elbow or across his elbow or something like that. So, a good chance for Limitem allowed to tie it, but they couldn't quite do it. Yeah. Um, I don't really recall what I was talking about before all that. Oh, we were talking about uh, Busted Twines, goaltending situation. Right, the goaltending situation. So, it's interesting. Yeah, you, you kind of brought this up, and it is a bit interesting to sort of see. Um, some teams, like uh, Le Mitem Malad, have had their regular goalie, Max. Uh, was it, What's his name? Max Griffin? Max Griffin Rill. Right. So he's been there pretty much he's in, been the there entire game. Pretty much every game, and of course he's not here tonight. Yeah. But um, you know, guys got to take vacations. So, uh, but other than that, I mean, he's he's only missed a couple games. Um, spare parts goalie Fletcher Noonan has been here almost the pretty entire much every entire game he's season. Played. He's missed a couple. Yeah. But yeah, you go to Busted Twines, and, and uh, uh, unfortunately, they're, they're normally the very uh, dependable. Yeah. Pat Skeen has been dealing with some injury issues yeah. for a large portion of the season. Yeah, there's been, there's been, uh, yeah, exactly, some stuff keeping him off the ice. And so he's only played a handful of games. So they've had a lot of different goalies suit up for them this year. And, I mean, they're, maybe it's related, but they, you know, they are the, the fourth place team. Does that mean anything? Not necessarily. The fourth no. place team last year won the ch- won, won the, the championship. championship right? So, uh, you could, know. We, could we see a repeat? Here it is again. The stretch pass. Oh, Donahoe didn't chooses quite get it not yeah. not to throw it to Harris. I guess he didn't like what he saw there. It was a little clogged up in the middle. It was. Yeah, the mitts read that well. Got back and sort of clogged it up. It's Just, pretty. Pretty back and forth hockey here. I was going to use a really gross analogy about oh, wonderful clogging it up, but I decided <laughs> to hold back and not do that. So, but yeah, we got a minute remaining in the second period, so I guess that means about a minute remaining in this segment. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So we so we should say the playoffs start. Yes. Next Saturday night with yeah. uh, with a classic uh, garage league doubleheader. Classic garage league doubleheader. That's right, and it will be. Uh, the loser of this game will take will play the late game against the Winter Club Seals, and the winner the winner will- plays the early game against Busted Twines. Twines, and uh, so I think that's an eight forty five start yes. next Saturday night. Yes, and and uh, the playoff format is I I think you call it double. Knockout? It's a, du- it's a double knockout. So you got you lose. You keep playing until you lose two games. Yeah. If you don't lose two games, that means you've won. <laughs> <laughs> it's astute analysis as always, Tommy. <laughs> oh, oh my. my! What a last second chance there. Well, not quite last second. Last twenty-five seconds here. Uh, really nice setup there. Oh. Duran puts it out in front. Nobody quite there to sweep that one in. Uh, you can tell uh, Mitam Malad, they've been pressing this uh, second part of this period here. They've had some really good chances. Um, no goals. After a busy first period, no goals in the second. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, There's it's your gonna, we're going to go into the third period uh, with a 2-1 score for the spare parts. And I guess that'll about do it for uh, this segment. We'll fill you in. On uh, who won. Away from the rink about yeah. the rest of this game, who and won. We'll, and we'll play some sort of song, yes. presumably, so next. So here's to a song on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. It feels like 
All right, uh, talking hockey, the hockey talking show. Here we're here uh, with referee Brady Simpson. Uh, the game just concluded, four-one final for the spare parts. So they clinch first place. Brady, that was that was maybe one of the more eventful games you've ever had to call in the Garage League. Garage League history. Uh, garage, uh, Jared, uh, say that into the mic, would you? Garage League history here tonight. And the history, of course, is the league's first ever penalty shot. Brady, what do you make of a game like that where, you know, in the first period there was, when the game started, lots of icings. Uh, so, you know, you got the whistle warmed up. And then there's more penalties than your average gradually game and a penalty shot. Um, what were you seeing out there? You know, it was, a, it was a tense game, battle for first place. Did it feel... Yeah, it felt like a playoff game already. You know, it was uh, it was quick. It was it was a good pace. You know, a lot of icings to start, but it cleaned up after. Um, most of those icings were stretch passes that just missed or maybe bounced weird. The ice is not too great tonight. Hopefully, they get it all shored up for uh, Saturday <laughs> night's big tilt between the seals and the Busta Rhymes. But uh, no, I it feel was a good, I it was a good pace game. Um, like you said, a few penalties. I thought. I thought both teams played hard. The two penalties um, were just careless plays where guys should have, you know, slowed up or understood, you know, where they were. It was more of a slew foot than a trip, but it was inadvertent. And the, the rough could have been a body check, but again, a little bit inadvertent. But yeah. um, teams played hard. They uh, they seemed to have fun out there, and it was a fun game to do. And, and a goalie penalty as well. You oh, don't see yeah. those too often. No, no. So no. how do you... When we're, I was watching that from here, uh, and I, I kind of thought, okay, he's going for the poke check. He missed the poke check. What differentiates a goalie tripping penalty from just say like where one of these events where like the guy with the puck, the player with the puck, ends up kind of falling over the goalie or whatever? What what did you see there to make that call? So kind of what I thought about when I was making that call is um, Eaton kind of tried to to make a move and and cut. You know, in front of the crease, um, over top of the crease, and and the goalie, um, he kind of spun his legs out to almost like to stack the pads, but he spun himself out of the crease and, and tripped Eaton coming through. Had it been the other way around, and Eaton would have went through the crease, it could have been kind of borderline charging or goalie interference. But Eaton has allowed his space outside the crease, and you uh, wiped him out because I don't. If I think I think if he doesn't clip him, Eaton tucks that in behind him. Yeah, so it kind of comes down to. The fact that the goalie was a bit outside the crease there, and uh, yeah, okay. Um, what else did we see in that game, Jared? You got any uh, any hot tips, any inside points, any uh, questions for the ref? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. I mean, you know what? It was an eventful game. There's lots of stuff going on. It was exactly what you expect. Top two teams in the league, right? Hard skating teams, they're going at one another. Um, and I think that, you know, the puck could have bounced either way. And and I think that, uh, you know, that, that power play goal that the spare parts got at the end of the first period kind of turned the tide, right? And, I mean, we didn't see any goals in the second. And then, uh, you know, the, the goal in the third... It's tough to keep 81 off the score sheet, right? He scored a real nice goal. And then the empty netters. So, I don't know. It's 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 tough with both of these teams to contain them. And it's interesting watching them play. Did you did you get a sense of, sense of that? Like you've you've watched every team play, right? Is it is it anything different when you've got these two teams that play a very wide open freewheeling style versus, you know, a team like like the Seals, who play a little bit more of a shutdown, sort of close style. Well, the spare parts really move the puck really well. They they have their their pretty much design breakout off their face off that they execute almost flawlessly. And uh, I kind of overheard uh, Les Mittens chatting about you know what to do, and I kind of give Chung a little elbow and say they're they're pulling that breakout off the face off. You know, Send the stretch guy, right? Effortlessly, where they win it back. Eaton goes to the far boards. They rim the boards, and they're gone. Yeah. Dusty cuts across the middle, and they're and it's a very clean play. Um, 
they just couldn't answer for that. I didn't really think Les Mittens really generated much. Um, Fletcher, I think, maybe in the first period, maybe had only had three or four shots. They didn't yep. really get much on net. Um, it was a different Fletcher out there tonight than the last time I remember seeing him play. <laughs> he was, uh, you know, I don't want to, uh, Fletcher's a great dude, but he was a bit of a human sieve that night. Um, I think he let... Hopefully he doesn't listen to the I podcast. In, I hope he does. Uh, I think he let in seven that night. He just wasn't, he wasn't his normal self. He wasn't and, feeling and, and tonight he tracked the puck really well. He made that really nice save in the end yeah. where that deflection and, and tight. He tracked the puck way better tonight. I mean... Uh, Lays Mittens, their goalie stood on his head. I mean, this game could have been way, way out of reach. There was a few that trickled in behind him that he had to spin and make some desperation saves. That, yeah. Oh, we um, were laughing too. He laid out a couple of times there, and it's just like, oh, who knows where that puck is, right? It's just like he had a little a, bit of goalie trickery there. He had a horseshoe tonight <laughs> stuck somewhere for sure, but. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, Spare Parts is a better team and, you know, they're going to be on a heater. They, they come off of two losses in a row, so they're going to be feeling good going into the playoffs. Yeah, they just clinched first place in the league for the regular season and they'll be facing Busted Twines in the uh, opening game of the playoffs. Uh, and the other game will be the Winter Club Seals versus Les Mitin Malades. So, uh, Brady, thanks so much for joining us here post game after reffing a, a real uh, beauty to uh to kind of wrap up the season here uh and uh we'll we'll see you on saturday night thanks see you guys there thanks all for right here. cheers see ya okay so you just heard uh from ref brady post game and before that you heard idols with a new track called hall and oats that's off their new album tank I think I'm pronouncing that right. I don't know. T-A-N-G-K. It's everybody's uh, favorite breakfast drink at a K. I don't know. Did you ever drink Tang? No. It's probably I mean, before I've had your it. time. Yeah. Had well, it. you know, yeah. mix as well with other various alcoholic spirits. But, you know, we don't talk about this on that show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. I interrupted you. No, no. Uh, You're doing uh, a back sell, back sell there. Right. So, yeah. yes. As as Ref Brady was alluding to there, that game so that game ended up four uh, one, yes. And for the spare parts, so they clinched first place, which yes. means they're playing Busta Twines in game one of the playoffs, which means uh, your Limitan Winter Club Malade Seals are playing your, your Winter Club Seals, Winter Club Seals, which so we had our game, our final regular season game on Saturday night. And uh, I don't know if it was the first in league history. I don't think so, because I think last year there might have been. But it was the first this year uh, yeah. shutout. The first yeah. shutout of the year. And the game was a one nothing victory for the Seals. Yeah. And the question to you, dear listener, is have you ever heard of a beer league game? One, one nothing Maybe game? One nothing. Hey, tip of the hat. To our goalie, yeah. Sean Gertson, who is awesome every week, but was particularly awesome this week. He was and, on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we didn't make it easy for him. <laughs> As we normally do. <laughs> but uh, no, that was that was good. He was yeah. great. Um, and uh, a, a solid, a solid win. And Johnny Redpants, as we like to call him, he uh, he scored the lone goal for our team. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the big news in Winnipeg this week was that Commissioner Gordon, I mean, Commissioner <laughs> Batman was in town. What is it, Batman? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Might as well be Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. So, Batman was in town. Him yeah. and Mark Chipman, they get together to publicly shame Winnipeg because oh, we haven't been selling out the rink this year. Um. So, you know, nine straight years of sellouts every game. Mm-hmm. Every game is a sellout. Then a global mm-hmm. pandemic happens. They have the bubble season. No put, no, uh, no spectators allowed. They come back from that. Attendance is down. You know, Canada's in some crazy inflation-infested recession. You know, mm-hmm. global economics or whatever. Winnipeg, you know. Winnipeg is Winnipeg. It's uh, we're not the most uh, 
you know, moneyed town, if you will. Um, <clears throat> so attendance has been a little bit hurting. Um, it's been better of late. Um, you know, and the club is obviously doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Batman. So what was the message from Batman and Chipman? It's basically like, this is not sustainable. Right. So what does that mean? I mean, exactly. you know what? I don't well, really what... understand. I don't really understand what it means. It's just like, oh, is it is it some sort of passive aggressive message that Winnipeg fans, if you don't start buying tickets, we're going to take your team away again. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what's going on here, but uh, it was this is not sustainable. And yeah. so there was a big article um, in the athletic uh and i'll tell you if you're not subscribed to the athletic and you like to read about sports you should be subscribed to the athletic Mm -hmm. anyways uh chris johnson who is yeah he was here in town to cover this kind of yeah you know news he's uh he's a toronto guy uh he was on he's on tsn pretty regularly uh used to write for the star yeah and I think he used to been... be on Hockey Night Canada even. And uh, yeah. and so yeah. so the t- the title of the article, Winnipeg Jets ownership sounds the alarm on attendance. Not going to work over the long haul. Well, you know, this article and you can go and read it yourself. Um, it's basically, you know, Jets uh, fans are not supporting this great team. Jets fans uh, need to be stepping up to the plate. Um, Currently, if you want to wade through the comment section, which is always entertaining, and I always also do say, don't read the comments. But in this particular article, there is 1,174 comments. Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got an opinion. Can I give mine? Because here it is. Is that, you know, that article, and and I've seen various things online and whatever, as we all probably have. We've all heard about it. Yep. And it's like, oh, Jets fans are not supporting the team, etc. I think it's more that Jets, or sorry, Winnipeg business community is not. Yep. I think the people, you, me, Joe Blow down the street, Mary big fan, big fan of Joe Blow. He's a good he's a good guy, Joe. Yeah, Mary Doe or Jane Doe or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Mary Mary Doe. Mary whatever. Doe. Uh, that's Jane's sister. Yeah, sure. Yeah. We're supporting the team. We buy tickets. We go to games. Not everybody can be a season ticket holder. That is a hell of a commitment, to be honest. Sure. At most, I've had a quarter season, um, which I don't do anymore. I just buy individual game tickets now and go to probably over the last five years since I dropped paying into the quarter seasons, uh, which was about 11 something, 12 games a year. So I, I want you, I, I want you, five. I want you. Okay. So I want to, I want to come back to that. I want to, I want to hold mm. on to that. Keep talking. Okay. So I just, I, I just want to say like, what, what I've seen is that the percentage of, of season ticket packages by like corporate, whatever yep. is in Winnipeg lower than every other place in the league. Apparently and, by like 20%. Yeah, and this team never ever had to worry about season tickets for the first ten years because they made people buy them in five year chunks, right? Which and was then, a condition. So then they renewed. People renewed. Yeah. Then but th- the second but that renewal was... period came up in the fucking er, in the pardon my French pandemic. <laughs> well, I'll I'll you know what I'll spare you that one because okay, so here's the thing: that five year renewal period was something, and. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but you know what? Honestly, I'm not. Um, the NHL imposed they made that that, yeah. that a mandatory five year period. Yeah. So 
first thing that's frustrating to this to me about this, and I'm not going to belabor this because I don't know all of the the mechanics of it. I get that there is an article about Winnipeg. Okay, yes, season ticket numbers are down. Where's the article about Arizona? What for the last four years? bungling oh, around in the desert oh, trying to find years. a trying to find a place to call their own they don't right? have a rink they for a while they, they didn't have an they owner they didn't have they can't sell out a college rink yeah. about 4500 people where yeah. are the articles about florida right two florida, teams one of in the best florida. teams in the league went it's to the not finals last the year. best team in the league yeah. And they have trouble selling tickets. You can go down year. there. You out. can go down there. You can get a premium lower bowl ticket for $20 US. Yeah. Um, Ottawa, right? Ottawa has trouble selling tickets. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be an issue where, the, you know, I don't think you're going to see Gary Bettman go and say, hell, hey, uh, you know, this mm-hmm. is not sustainable here in Ottawa because it's in the nation's capital. It's in a have province mm-hmm. of Ontario. My question is, and I asked you to to hold that thought. You don't buy into a regular season ticket package anymore. Why is that? I guess it was really life, if you will. You know, I yes. quit buying into it when we, you know, we bought our house and all these kinds of bought things house, started happening. You know, had a kid. Yeah. Life like, happens, stuff like right? that exactly and so, so then it was like okay well there's an expense that i can't really justify at the moment so right. i i shelved it right and, and you know. so if you read if you read the comments and go to the you know what like you can get a free week on the athletic read mm-hmm. the comments it's amazing how many winnipeg hockey fans have chimed in on this and have said hey guess what the reason why I stopped was because a life. I have mm-hmm. kids. I don't have the time. I cannot commit anymore. Well, and and in you these can't... days, when yeah. a bag of apples at Safeway costs ten dollars, yeah, you know, and it costs sixty dollars to fill your little car, yeah, and it costs you know, and like everything just it's cost, cost, costs. Like, I mean, gr- gas is a bad example because ba- gas isn't like even that inflated i find it's 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 groceries it's everything you know like the cost of just you know it's wild and so this is this is the thing right is like in reading those comments a lot of people hey life has gotten in the way Mm -hmm. right i cannot commit Mm -hmm. but also I committed for 10 years and I felt underappreciated. I felt like I was an ATM for this team. Well, in true North knew they had who happens. This team happens to have one of the richest men in Canada as their silent partner, David Thompson, 50, Mm -hmm. $56 billion net worth. Right. So yeah, I think he could float the team for a bit, buy everybody a bag of apples on the way out too. Right? Um, fill up my car. Yeah, but yeah, it's it, it's wild, man. Like, because as you said, like, where's this? Where's the headlines about Arizona? You know. So on the same day, Batman was here, giving his spiel with Chipman. Yeah. Arizona tweets or whatever. I don't have Twitter, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. They they put it out that um, they're like, hey, uh, we're doing really great. We cleared a million bucks in gate receipts for uh, a couple games this year. Yep. And um, that's not information that teams generally put out there. That's You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. But if you do the math and you think about things and whatever, and even if the Jets are 3,000 shy of a, a sellout with 12,000. Yeah. They're clearing a million bucks. Well, they're they're definitely clearing a million bucks a game. Every game they have. So, like, well, good for you, so, Arizona. A little sure. pat on your back there in your little college arena. So, I don't know, man. It's, I it's... mean, this is this is, and I mean, we're we're running out of time here. One of my things about this too, right, is the Jets this year 
and we're biased, whatever. Yeah. But the Jets this year have been one of the major success stories in the NHL, right? Yeah. Nobody thought that this team was going to do anything. And they're one of the top five, if you want to stretch it, top 10 teams in the NHL. They've got a legitimate chance. They're going to be buyers at the trade deadline. They are, uh, they signed two of their cornerstone pieces to mm -hmm. long-term deals, right? This team is doing things in the right way. My question, and, you know, maybe have to leave it on this too, is if the Jets were underperforming in the same way that the Ottawa Senators were, would this be a conversation? Because everybody knows that in professional sports, if your team's not doing well, yeah, attendance goes down. Right. Is this a rip on the fans like, hey, we're putting a winning product on the ice. Why aren't you supporting us? You yeah. need to support us. And well, I mean, agree you know, like, with you 100 percent. It is. It is. Look at the bottom directed... teams in the NHL right now. Yeah. Um, San Jose, Anaheim. Yeah. Chicago does OK. Yeah, um, because Chicago is a history thing. Yeah. And and they got Bedard now and yeah. whatever everybody but wants to go see, you know, um, San Jose's barn is large, largely empty this year. Yeah. Uh, Anaheim, you know, they're they're on TV tonight. We're recording Sunday night. Uh, they're playing Nashville. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a bunch of empty seats, yeah. you know, whatever. But I, I don't think it like attendance in the NHL isn't just a Winnipeg thing. No, but. Like I think every single market, save for New York Rangers, save for Montreal Canadiens, Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't know. Probably Vancouver right probably now. Probably Vancouver. Um, you it's, know, yeah. They're the, uh, the core. The core teams, right? Yeah, yeah. So, except for those teams, most most teams are are struggling. So, yeah, we got to wrap her up and get going. We're it's probably some... this is probably something we're going to talk about for a while. Because... I think maybe we'll come back and touch on this next week because uh, we didn't really get, get into it. Any... Yeah, it's super we got annoying. into it, but we didn't we didn't have our our solutions to the whatever. Oh, I got I thoughts. Oh, yeah. I got thoughts. There's more thoughts. Yeah, Elliot Friedman's got 32 thoughts. Co-host Jared, he's got 33. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, well, it's a bet. Uh, price is right. You know what I mean? Um, but we got to get going. So yeah. we'll play a song. And yeah. the song we're going to play is Mean Jeans. Yeah. And what's the, uh, no, sorry, the, the band we're going to play is Mean Jeans. They're from Portland, Oregon. They are. The, and the, and this song is apropos of this week. Uh, they've got a brand new record out, came out earlier this month. It's called Blasted. This song is called Lost My Mind. Yeah. And uh, you know what? That's when what I think about this, here. that's what I do. That's what I do, Tommy. <laughs> we've been losing our mind yeah. right here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. And you know what? Keep that stick on the ice. I love my dick and I love my dick.